Hi everyone, this is Kyle, aka Hypotect, and this is Hypotect's EDM Obscura. Had a great guest for what I consider to be our first official episode. I talked to Ash from Bedroom to Banger on YouTube and from the collaborative group Na Mean. Um, we had an amazing conversation, and I think I think you guys are going to get a lot out of it. You know, getting into the way that he thinks about production and you know where he comes from and that kind of thing. Um, we have two songs. We have Nami and X, Home Sweet Home, Day One. And we have Nami and Laugh Again, and at the end. So, yeah, stick around at the end for that. And if you could, always, you know, like, comment, subscribe, that kind of deal, I would really appreciate it. And, you know, have a good day. Have a good day, please. Do it for you. Time for me to spend 
going pretty good i just did some recording like recorded a vocal for a track i'm working on for a youtube video but that's it nice um yeah i've watched a ton of your videos before i saw that you've been posting on the um server and i was like that's pretty cool yeah yeah you want to do like do like introductions <laughs> yeah we could do introductions yeah so i'm ash I uh, I run a YouTube channel called From Bedroom to Banger, and I'm also part of a project with my buddy called Namin. Yeah, I was listening to some of you guys' stuff um, a little earlier today, obviously, to prep for this. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, I didn't get your name, dude. Oh, uh, Kyle Santilli, a.k.a. Hypotect. Hypotect, cool. Kyle? Cool. Nice to yeah, meet yeah. you. Likewise, Ash. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, yeah. As I was saying, I think I use your uh, your serum sub preset. I think I think I use that on like, most of the stuff I do these days. Yeah, that thing's crazy good. I actually <laughs> I actually got that from that um, one virtual riot video where he <laughs> the the one he did for cymatics. Which one so, he did like, for cymatics? I feel like he's done so many like. Uh, it's the one that that they like took down. It's like uh, he makes a song from start to finish. And that's the sub bass from that. Oh, gotcha. With like, with just like a few little tweaks. And I got called out on Reddit for it. They're like, "Uh, you only used one sub oscillator and not the main oscillator." I'm like, "Who cares, man? It's a fucking sign." Like, right? It's like chill. a sign with like a minimal amount of distortion on it. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, all right, ah. cool. Thanks, guys. Well, you know, they you know they support you however they can. You know, negative, positive. <laughs> it's all kind of support. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> Um, yeah, so did you have anything specific you wanted to talk about on here? Uh, I don't know, I was like, kind of, I didn't know what you like wanted to, what like the format is, or whatever, I didn't know if you had any questions prepared, so I'm just kind of like, like, kind of balls in your court. Gotcha, um, you know, very, very open format, as you can probably tell, um, mm-hmm. I'm just trying to, you know, get in kind of the heads of some of, you know, EDM's most unknown and obscure producers, you know, cool. seeing what people are looking at, um, seeing what they're up to. Yeah, well, for me, I'm just, like, plugging away at the YouTube channel. Um, the the guy I'm in the duo with, he's, like, he's he works full-time at a hospital, so right now it's been kind of, like, low-key on that because of all the covid shit happening is swearing allowed on this podcast should i swearing is perfectly allowed okay yeah yeah. so he's doing that but i'm kind of like holding down the fort we've got a few um live stream sets for just a few local promoters and like that's kind of on the docket as well and then just plugging away at youtube as i'm doing i'm gonna try a few different video ideas to see like see if anything gets picked up even more like i've had a bit of success on it but i'm i'm trying to like really take it to that next level right right i mean you're making like really good really high quality stuff it's you know it's i like thanks man i like that there's (laughs) i like that there's like sort of like a you know um like a freeness to it it's not like super overproduced but it's like still yeah kind of like informative Mm -hmm. well like i'm 
I'm trying to steer away from a lot of tutorials that are online that's just a guy kind of in the corner and then just slowly going through all of the different steps. I just want something a little bit more engaging, especially to newer producers. Right, absolutely. There's a lot more like personality coming through. That's yeah. kind of what I really like about them. Yeah, and like I, I try to make it like super accessible as well. Like I'm, I'm still trying to find that line between how technical I want to get with everything versus, hey, like this could be the first time somebody's literally hearing about side chaining, right? So yeah, it's, sure. it's kind of like hard to find that balance. But I don't know. I feel like so far the audience is pretty, um, pretty open to what I've been talking about. I've been. Like the next couple of videos I have are like music theory videos, so it's like we'll see how, like if I can get those points across. But yeah, it's it's, it's definitely a learning experience for me too, trying to get this this YouTube thing going. Right. Yeah, I saw that you've only been at it for maybe three months, but it really seems to be mm-hmm. like kicking off pretty quick. Yeah. Well, actually, this uh, this this channel has been rebooted. It, it was a channel like I had a bunch of other videos before. I've, oh, I've okay. been working on this for like two years maybe and like just the videos i was putting out were just garbage (laughs) right like getting like maybe 20 views per and i'm like hey i gotta like if i'm gonna like take this seriously i'm gonna like do it like like really put effort into it and like the the quarantine i guess was a blessing in disguise because it really got me to like buckle down on on doing the youtube thing while while Namin kind of uh, takes a little bit of a break. So. Yeah, you know, saves people's lives and whatnot. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like, well, I mean, I'm always writing, though, so it's like, it, it the, the YouTube, like, if anything, like, the YouTube channel's helping me with my production because I'm, like, I'm like, in practice way, way more as well, you know? I'm not... I'm constantly making stuff, right? Even if it's like for teaching purposes. Right. It really helps kind of ingrain um, like what you're teaching when you go through the process of like having to go over it like, you know, 10 times to get it to where you can present it to other people in a digestible way. You know, yeah, it's kind exactly. of like a trite point about education, but mm-hmm. still. Yeah, like for example, the, the mastering video. I actually I had to go like I I took the concepts from other videos but I saw that like these other videos were just not explaining it well and because I tried to apply it to my own workflow and I'm like dude this isn't making any sense and took like a couple hours until I finally like dialed in the exact settings to get it right and I'm like this wasn't even that hard they just explained it really badly I could do this you know Right, for sure. I just just see stuff like that, and I'm like, hey, if I can help, then, like, sick. But, you know, it's kind of of, um, tough being at the spot I am just because I'm so small still. So it's like the only way I can kind of grow is to post it places, right? And sometimes it gets, like, pretty negative reaction when I'm posting stuff because it's like, hey, this guy's just trying to plug his own stuff. And I'm like, nah, man, I'm just trying to help. (laughs) Right. It's like there's definitely some sort of, like, you know, balance that you have to sort of walk. And I think a lot of people are very negative to it, even if you, like, do, you know, a reasonable job at, like, trying to strike a balance. 
Mm-hmm. I'm like, hey, man, just trying to help. Like, even on Facebook, I think I posted on an Ableton group, and this guy's like, you should stop posting your shitty Porter Robinson remakes. I'm like, bro, this isn't even a Porter Robinson remake. Did you watch the video? Like, this is a music theory video. And I'm like, whatever. Like, I try oh, not to get this. That, um, let, that let, melody one you put out a few days ago? Yeah, yeah. And some guy's, like, calling me out on Facebook. I'm like, all right, jeez. Jesus. Like, chill. <laughs> Like, chill, bro. And, like, I, I, for whatever reason, like, Reddit just does not like me. I'm like, all right. Well, Reddit doesn't like much of anyone, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, to be fair. Like, it's it's all just, like, it. not, not to be, like, shit, like, mean to the EDM production community, because that's where this Discord kind of stemmed from. And I, I, right, I find sure. this Discord's way, way better, like, way more open for, um, for people like even just looking for help or just chatting about stuff right yeah yeah and versus the actual subreddit where <laughs> where everybody's just like nah like everything sucks like i'm i'm the best look at me <laughs> i'm like all right, right chill it's like people who've produced for like six months and like watched one virtual riot tutorial who think they know better <laughs> than anyone else yeah yeah <laughs> Oh, it's yeah, it's like, and like it, it's 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 really funny because mm-hmm. because then you have the opposite. You have people who like go on there and I know this dude posted this thing like uh, maybe a week ago where he just like spent like um, like five paragraphs just promoting himself with like nothing for you know anyone oh, else. I guess like it. yeah, like I totally get like not wanting to promote yourself, and I guess. I can see why people would think that's how I come off across because I am promoting my own video, but I try to like word the thing in in a way that I'm like, okay, this is exactly what you're getting with the video. I'm trying not to like really like when I post a link, it's like this is how you make a melody, um, like right. Porter Robinson, not like, hey, check out my YouTube channel, blah blah blah. Like I'm just like, hey, like I'm trying to just show you something and. Yeah, it's hit yeah. or miss. Like I've had a few, I've had a few videos like do well on Reddit, but then you get like the big comment threads of people being like, "Oh, like let me tell you how to actually do this thing." I'm like, "All right, Jesus." And I'm like, "Okay, true. <laughs> Go off, buddy." Yeah, but I think there's like such a difference between people who are just trying to promote their like channels. Or people who are like, here's this video, and this is just the tip of the iceberg, and for, you know, 25 bucks a month, you can learn all of oh, it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, obviously, I want to eventually monetize it, too, but I want to, I need to well, build an audience. you have Patreon course. page, don't you? Yeah, I just, I just launched it, and um, I'm still trying to figure out, like, what I exactly want to offer, so I'm still considering it, like, a soft launch, so I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm still, like, trying to figure it out. <laughs> right, right. And, and I'm just like... Uh, I'm just gonna keep putting out content. I'll and and the Patreon's just kind of there right now for people to support me if they want to. But I think eventually I'll want to get into like doing track feedback or like even offering like potentially a chorus or something. But that's like way way down the road once I establish like myself on YouTube a little bit more. And right, I'm still right. plugging away at like my own at my other and at the namine project too so it's like balance trying to find that balance and namine starting to get picked up on a bunch of the like live streams and stuff so oh sick yeah like i've got one next 
Oh, July, the weekend of July 17th. I don't think it's been announced yet, but it's the it's the promoters from Toronto who book all of the, like, all of the big artists. So they most recently booked Excision. So. No, yeah, so that's, that's. No, no clue. Small, small name. Yeah, tiny. Maybe I should have <laughs> maybe I should have him on here. Is, is he yeah. obscure enough for that? Obscure, right? <laughs> yeah. This ob- yeah. obscure <laughs> monolith of bass music. Yeah, yeah. Uh, an up and comer, <laughs> so yeah. they say. Right, right. I mean, I had like I had, like not listened to his stuff in like ten years. I put it on the other day. It's it's weird how it's like. It hasn't gotten particularly more like technical, but it's like it's just it's so like lean in like how effective it is at like doing what it's trying yeah. to do. Well, it's it's um his mixes are just so clean and like just so weighty and heavy. Yeah, and for sure. And like he knows exactly what he's making, right? So he's right not trying to like not really trying to push the envelope. And what he's doing for bass music is like is really fucking cool, especially with Lost Lands and stuff, and how he um. How he's brought up like other artists as well, like how Dion Timmer came up because of Excision. Cool. I hadn't heard about them. Oh yeah, like Dion Timmer was just kind of this kid from the Netherlands, and then he sent Dion like a remix of his song. Oh no, yeah, D- no, he sent Excision a remix of one of his songs, and he just kind of took him under his wing and. He's like on a bunch of collabs with him, and like Dion Timmer's now on like Monster Cat and doing all sorts of cool stuff. I don't know how like how into the bass scene you are, but like that's my primary. <laughs> like, right? It's like your primary warehouse. Yeah, yeah. Um, what kind of got you into that music? Because I know like you post a lot of like, um, you know, like portery theme stuff, and I think that was sort of my entry into EDM. Was mm-hmm. like, yeah, he was, oh, was... he was like huge when I was in college. Right, yeah, no, it was definitely Skrillex, like one thousand percent. Like, got sure. into like just electronic music in general. Like, I'm I'm a fucking emo kid, dude. I went to Warp Tour, all that stuff. Oh, like, same. That's yeah, that's same, like 100%. that's my that's my scene, right? And to have like Buddy from from first to last start making electronic music. I actually first heard his stuff when he remixed a Bring Me the Horizon song for their um, remix album, and that was actually my first like exposure to to dubstep or electronic music because tech one did a remix of a bring me the horizon song and it was dubstep and i'm like what is this music and then that led me to like skrillex and then skrillex led me to like producing dubstep like back in fucking like 2012 i was i had another project called coming in static and i was just doing random dubstep remixes of like rihanna and like um Gangnam style and shit, and like those would get like a hundred thousand views on like YouTube. <laughs> like they're they're long gone now. Like I've I put them, I've unlisted them, but like that's that's kind of where I started with dubstep. But more recently, um, especially like me and Paul, like Namin, we're both emo kids as well, and we were doing a lot of like trap dubstep when we first started this project. But we were just kind of we just didn't we we're just getting getting bored of it. Or bored of making it, right, so right. we're we're just like more drawing from our actual like influences and not just doing it because it's like cool, you know. 
so that's right. that's kind of leading us to the more like portery sound and like really it's it's me trying to put emo music back into electronic music but like you get you get like really similar stuff to like elenium porter robinson dabin arm and hammer like that type of like really future bassy stuff yeah 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 so like that's kind of how that's like led to that i don't know if that if that was the question did i answer oh, that was 100 percent the question no, that's i was like <laughs> yeah. I mean, you're talking to a guy who's like in black skinny jeans and a black V right now. I'm, Hell like yeah! So much like that kid, like at like more <laughs> toward like 2008, like moshing to Bring Me the Horizon. Yeah, um, yeah, not a phase. Still in there. <laughs> I'm still yeah, in there, man. They're they still keep putting out new good stuff. Like, yeah, Bring Me the Horizon actually really good stuff. Mm-hmm. Their latest song is really fucking good. Parasite Eve. I'm like really into that song. I need to get into it. I've only like. I've only been into their albums, really. I haven't like listened oh. to the stuff they've been putting out since the last yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. I just it just kind of comes up on my on my like Spotify and stuff. So I'm like, okay, I'll, I'm like listening to it. And I'm like, right, I'm more right. into the like modern like pop punk scene. Like that's what I've been listening to a lot lately. Oh yeah, um, who are you looking at? Uh, guys like Hot Mulligan. I did. I actually just did a video. Um, of me remixing one of their songs and I'd posted it on Twitter and the band ended up retweeting it so I'm like okay sick oh, and I don't know awesome. if you've if you've heard of this band Neck Deep but I yeah yeah, yeah they, uh, um, they tour with they tour with Blink oh, yeah now, right? yeah I actually have a mutual friend with one of the guys there so I could potentially be doing a remix for them as well oh that's heard the hot mulligan one and they're like that's pretty sick so trying to get in talks with that and I just got the lineup for the festival next nice oh I'm playing with Tynan it would be amazing that someone someone needs to get on something like a future bass song someone needs to get William Beckett like back into making music holy shit that'd be crazy (laughs) but he he hasn't put anything out in like five years yeah, a lot of those guys just kind of like stopped, you know. Yeah, like full stop. Just. Mm-hmm. But actually, I don't know if you if you remember the band Friday Night Boys. Yes, or if you've yes. heard of them. The yeah. the singer were, of that uh, band. The ramen band, right? Yeah, the singer of that band is doing some crazy shit now. Um, he go he produces under the moniker Friend, like F R N D. And he's done stuff with like Black Bear. He's written a lot of songs for a lot of pop artists now. And this guy's like, he's like the king pop songwriter in LA right now. This guy, Andrew Goldstein. And he's freaking the singer of Friday Night Boys. And I didn't realize that until Black Bear had released a track called Anxiety. It was featuring Friend. And in the second verse, he sings on it. And I'm like, dude i know this like me and paul freaked out we're like dude i know that voice that's freaking buddy from friday night boys and we looked it up and like there he was and like now he's writing for like oliver tree he writes for black bear let me see who else he's written for this is kind of a tangent but like I'm, I'm such a nerd when it comes to like songwriting stuff and like what people have actually like worked on yeah, no, I like completely am too. Um, do you listen to the In the Writer Is podcast at all? 
No. No, I don't actually listen to a lot of podcasts, which is, like, what I should do. He's written for Elenium. Like, what? <laughs> Him. Oliver Tree, Black Bear, Hoodie Allen. He just did a Simple Plan song. He did, a, he did the new all-time low record. Like, he his, he's... He's a... Yeah, Love, Five Seconds of Summer. This guy's everywhere. Said the Sky. <laughs> Britney Spears? Excuse me? <laughs> Damn. Yeah, this guy's this guy's doing some crazy things. I love when you see the way that like um pop artists will just pick up producers like that and then they'll do like half of an album. Yeah, and yeah. like never hear from them again because they probably you know made enough money to like just disappear. Oh yeah. To be honest, like if that ever happened to me, I would totally do that. <laughs> I mean, it seems like a great way to do it, right? Like, yeah. Do like I mean, half I would... of a Katy Perry album and then just like fuck off to like Fiji forever. Yeah. Well, um, I think it was Rob Swire from uh, Knife Party. He did the one Rihanna song, and then <laughs> and then he just chilled out. Like Knife Party didn't really have to like do anything else, you know? They just kind of put out whatever. Well, he's also got all the Dead Mouse money. Yeah, that too. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, I, I know I would still do music for the love of it, but, like, if I was, if I had the opportunity to get, like, a nice payout, I 100% would do it. Like, no shame. Right, right. Awful. Does that make me a bad person? Who knows? I, I mean, I'm not here to make judgment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you want to incriminate yourself? You know, make yourself seem like a terrible person? I'm just going to let that ride. Let, let the people decide. <laughs> fair. Fair. I think I was talking about this with someone else, but, um, there was definitely a guy just, like, actively incriminating himself on, like, Rogan, like, two weeks ago, and he just got to let him do it. And it was, Oh, like, no. This guy wishing he had done more police brutality. Oh, okay. I'm not, like, incriminating myself like that. <laughs> oh, no, for sure. For sure. I'm, um, I'm tangential, I think, to a fault often. Yeah, So that's yeah. probably a good example oh, of that. <laughs> that's okay. You know, I'm just trying to connect the dots, man. <laughs> The Killers, yeah. Quiet Riot, you. What's the connection? Let's figure it out. <laughs> well, I love Mr. Brightside. That's <laughs> that's the beginning and end? Yeah, that's it. <laughs> They've had a weird weird career, but I don't think we're on here to talk about 2000s <laughs> all rock. Hey, I'm, I'm down for whatever. Yeah, let me know. What other questions do you have for me? Because I'm um, not... Well, we have the infamous, you know, the Putin uh, versus garbage plate debate, which you know needs to be settled. Everyone's asking for it. I've received three thousand emails from your <laughs> followers looking looking into this. Putin versus which? Uh, uh, the garbage plate. I'm not familiar about what a garbage plate is. I am. I feel like I'm too Canadian for that. That that probably is fair. It's a uh, upstate New York delicacy from Rochester, New York, which is where I have been based for the past few years. Okay. Um, and and we'll like explain. Yeah. Yeah, I'm getting into it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, what it is, is it's um, either French fries or home fries, macaroni okay. salad, and then either two hot dogs or two hamburgers with like condiments and something called meat sauce, which is like, it's like a basically a chili, all just oh. mushed together and, you know, consumed directly at 2 a.m. That sounds amazing. Not gonna lie, that sounds awesome. So it's like chili macaroni 
burger well, the chili fries. kind of part is a little interplay, but it's more for the interplay of you know the mac salad with you know the fries with like the mm. meats. Now I might be biased because I am Canadian, but I feel like poutine has like a good simplicity to simplicity to it because of the the cheese curds and the gravy. And I don't know if you've had like real poutine. Um, I've had poutine in Buffalo, and that's pretty much it. Mm, probably doesn't count. You got to go to like Montreal for that shit. Even in Toronto, we have like we have some decent poutine spots, but but like the the best poutine you'll ever have is in montreal because that's where they actually make the cheese curds and like you got to get the proper like squeaky cheese curds and then the gravy has to be like like top notch as well and then when they get like you get the thick cut fries too so they're like crispy even though they're just like smothered in the gravy so that's like that's i haven't had poutine in a in a minute but that's that's the dream and uh, <laughs> do you have any? Do you have any like spots in Montreal or Toronto you want to recommend to the uh, the fans yeah, out if there? You're in, yeah, if you're in Toronto, um, obviously you go to Smokes. That's like it's a franchise, but it's it's the best poutine that you can get in the city. If you want like a cheaper option, there's a little place um, on College Street called Toby's. It's just a little pub, but what we usually go there for are the are the chicken wings, but you get the chicken wings and you get the side of fries that's included with them, but you can upgrade it to a poutine for like three dollars. So that's the cheapest poutine you'll get in the city, oh, and amazing. you get and you get a pound of wings along right, with that right. too. And Love you it. just hang out with the boys and shout out to Toby's if y'all are listening. Love you guys, miss you. Once quarantine's over, you know I'm <laughs> headed back there. And then if you're in Montreal, La Banquise. It's um it's a just a gourmet poutine spot so that you get like a bunch of different types of poutine you can get um and it's always fucking lined up out the door anytime you try to go there. Uh I was in Montreal last December and it was just disgusting out. Like disgusting Montreal winter. And I'm like, "Okay, like I just need something to warm me up." And my cousin who lives in Montreal is like, "Oh, we can go to La Banquise. It'll probably it's like really shitty out, so we'll probably just be in and out." No, we right, get right. there. It's a fucking blizzard, but there's still like 20 people standing outside La Banquise and I'm like, "Wow. Like damn, this is this is the real deal." Yeah, no, that sounds like it. I was I was in line for like two hours outside of a, a Nike store in like ninety degree like two days ago. Damn. I mean, it was for sure worth it because it was like an hour. Yeah. And like the price the prices were great, and I got some good ah, stuff. True. But like, still. Yeah, I haven't like really left my house because of quarantine. <laughs> I'm just like, I'm enjoying this cave of mine. Right. I was I was doing it a little bit. My girlfriend like really just doesn't let me. She likes to hike and stuff. Like I mean, I would just sit. Oh, that's fine. Yeah, yeah. Like if you're just going out for like nature things, but I'm like, like they they just opened up patios here in Toronto, but I'm still like, nah, I don't think so. I'm still kind of sketched out about it. Right, for sure. Um, How's the situation with that in Canada? It's actually not too bad. Um, Where it seems like. Uh, it's getting under control here but like i'm i'm just like i err on the side of careful and like 
I don't really see a lot of reason to go out because in Canada we're like we're fortunate enough that like our government is like looking after us. Right, right. Because like they're they're giving us like two thousand dollars a month, so that's that's enough for me to just kind of get by and just work on my own stuff. And I'm I'm even producing um, another person's album, so I'm getting that as a bit of income as well. So I'm actually like. To be honest, this quarantine hasn't been like too too bad for me. That's cool. And it's oh. like, it's like fuck. Like, would we go back to normal? It's like shit. I'm gonna have to like look for a job again and see how. Right. Like, hopefully, I can build something from the YouTube to at least like support me enough that I can just get a part time job somewhere, you know, so I don't have to work full time and I can like. I can have like a part-time job and then continue working on the YouTube and building it. But I think if I keep plugging away at it, then I think, I think some good will come of that. Yeah, no, I think so too. I mean, you put it, like I said, probably I've said maybe too many times already, you know, you put out great stuff and then it seems like Thanks, you're like, taking full advantage of your quarantine to do so. I know for me, yeah. I came up with the idea for this podcast, like at around midnight, Monday night, and I have just gotten like four hours sleep a night since like <laughs> nice trying to put this thing together while still maintaining yeah, yeah. a relationship yeah <laughs> relationships what are those <laughs> uh, a, a very weird <laughs> a very fine line <laughs> hey we don't need to get into that it's not, it's not that kind of podcast <laughs> it can be that kind of podcast fair fair what if i just asked you a question like that i was like so what emotional problems do you think are getting in the way of finding love <laughs> <laughs> i actually have this like stupid freaking story like um i guess i've I, I just built a new pc as well for um for all the video editing stuff and i and i've been just like slowly upgrading like bits and pieces so i just upgraded my monitor and had to sell my old monitor and so i've been on on in canada we have this website called kijiji it's basically craigslist but long story short, I eventually like end up selling this monitor to some to some girl, and I was like, "One of she was picking up. Oh, she's pretty cute. Whatever." And so I sell it. Whatever. One a.m. the other night, I get a text from her being like, "The monitor is great." I'm like, what the fuck? Oh. And she's just like sending me pictures, like like flexing her setup. I'm like, so, "Wait, so do I do I text back this girl? Like, is that is that a thing I'm I'm about to do?" That's so we've been talking. Yeah. <laughs> so we've been talking. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, cool. Nice. <laughs> See where this goes, you know. Whatever. I 100% thought that was going to go in the direction of, and it was my ex-girlfriend who bought the Yeah, <laughs> no, no, no. Like, no, she picked it up. I sold it to her, whatever. I t- said, like, two words to her. I had my fucking mask on. So I'm like, there you go. Right. Thanks. Because, like, she was the one person who wasn't, like, lowballing me on, on the website. Because everybody was like... I'll give it to you for $50 and a pair of Beats headphones, as people do. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, okay, it's like, I don't know, I'm not even going to entertain this. But yeah, I'm just like, okay, we'll see what, we'll see what happens there, but... Yeah, no, I <laughs> find, like, those sort of, like, bartering things, like, such, like, a weird aspect of that. Because I guess yeah. in my mind, I would just never try that. I would just, like, try, you know, maybe reducing the price by, like, 10% and just see where that goes. yeah. But like a friend yeah, of mine I'm, bought like a I'm, Jaguar the other day, and he like sold like this modded like Mustang, and like what the heck? <laughs> a few hundred dollars. 
for it. The fuck? <laughs> just cars? Oh, no, um, <laughs> guitars. Oh, guitar. Yes. Oh, Jaguar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah, it was like a Kurt Cobain Jaguar. Cool. Yeah, I need to buy some instruments again. That's that's the thing that I want to do. I want to do a pop punk record at some point this year, as well. Don't do it, man. It's so. it's a it's a black hole. Oh, I know. I just I've well, like the, at least the person that I'm producing for, they're fortunate enough to lend me instruments from time to time. So I've been low key mooching off of them, but right. <laughs> and you guys use guitars in your songs. Oh yeah, though, yeah, right? yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like we, like Paul's got a studio as well. Oh, gotcha. So, so that's where we normally work out of. And he's got, he's like got it fully decked out with stuff. It's just me. Like right now, I'm just like in my little cave, and I don't really. I just have an acoustic guitar that I own. But thankfully, my uh, my friend who who I'm producing for um, is lending me their their instruments. So I'm pretty pretty amped on that. So I've been, I bet. I've been just writing some pop punk stuff on the side as well. I'm yeah, I'm just doing a lot of music stuff now. More music stuff than I have in a long time. Like between YouTube, between Namin, between just whatever I feel like doing. It's just it's pretty chill. And I'm like, damn, like it's gonna suck when I have to go back to work. Right. <laughs> like for real. <laughs> uh, so how'd you get into that? Like producer role and kind of do you want to maybe go into that a little bit I'm like super curious and i think a lot of people who like would like to do that kind of thing who like don't know how to go about it would maybe be interested in like the process uh, of that. yeah honestly it, it was just a friend that um it was my co-worker actually and she's a vocalist right and she um we we'd always talked at work and i'm like oh i i produce a little bit but like you know whatever right and so for me it's just like i don't really like to talk about it when i'm at work and stuff but she's like okay i'll just i'll send you some stuff if you like it then like whatever and i i was like i don't know like it like you normally when someone's like oh i'm a singer blah blah blah, they'll send me something and i'm like i'm not really that impressed by it um, right. But to be honest, like she sent me the thing, I had just meant to use like one of her old songs as just like a vocal tag, or like vocal chop, whatever for like a, a song I was working on. But um, turns out like the the flow and like the lyrics and the songwriting was like really 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 good. So I actually ended up just producing like a little a little thing for that song, and she loved it. So she's like, hey, like I'm I'm willing to work with you if like if you'll do my album, and oh, sick. yeah, so yeah, so she just comes over, we work on the album, and it's it's cool. Like she pays me for it, and I and yeah, like we're doing some really really cool stuff. She does like um, really artistic like avant garde type stuff, but I'm injecting a lot of like electronic elements into it but uh, electronic plus live stuff right. so it's just very like it's very like free form open open format type of thing and it's just it's really cool stuff uh, really when stoked. you say electronic and or when you say um, experimental avant-garde what does that mean because i feel like that means like a different thing to like anyone you ask that's true um well it's it's very like inspired she's very inspired by artists like bjork grimes that kind of thing so it's very like it's, it's kind of it's not pop but um 
I inject like a lot of the more like weird type of electronic music. So I'll be sampling like rent like breathing sounds to make a drum beat. Uh, we've sampled a lot of stuff actually from the game Diablo, just okay, to cool. make like a vibe or like do some ambient like just textures and songscapes and then she just like sings over top of them um but she she kind of she she's still trying to figure out like what direction she wants to go in so we've done more poppier stuff we've done some stuff with live instruments um just to see if like if that fits with her but yeah we're it's the the new stuff is really really cool i'm really into it like everything that we're writing is like could like constantly getting better and better because we're like getting to understand each other's workflows and stuff so it's it's cool right finding the commonalities and the influences yeah yeah like like we're both huge skrillex fans so like anytime i want to inject a bit of like his like the, the type of like drums he does like for instance he does like really cool like groovy drums anytime i put that yeah, type yeah. of stuff in she's like yo this is fucking sick I'm like yeah like yo this is fucking sick <laughs> you know well, he does have, like, the best drums in the game, to be fair. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, literally, like, everything I try to do is because, like, oh, because Skrillex did it this way, <laughs> you know? Like, when he released um, Face Your Fears, it was, like, the first thing I needed to do was figure out how to make the fucking, <laughs> the the uh, the vocal synth. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, I I figured it out. Well, I didn't figure it out. Somebody figured it out for me, and then I'm like, all right, sick. <laughs> right. Now I know. I need someone to figure out how to get Madion's guitar tone. I would. I'm like obsessed with it. Oh, true. Are you talking about the guitar tone from his newest album too? Um, no, um, from Adventure More. From like, Adventure. Um, hang on. Let me listen. Pain to of Mind, it. for example, I guess would be a good one. To look at which song? A Pain of Mind, the one you do with Passion Pit. Oh, right, right. The guitar in that mm. thing is just otherworldly to me. I guess. Sorry, I'm, I'm putting it on. You're good. You're good. Um, if I had any data, yeah, because it sounds like he uh, sounds like he puts like a wah pedal on it, but it's like crazy side chain, so it's right. Well, there's just like there's like such like a sharpness to the tone. Yeah. Like, like uh, from my first listen to on, on it, what I would do, like, what I would do is I would just take a clean guitar tone, mm-hmm. run it through OTT, get it, like, really fucking squashed. That's where that, like, sharpness comes from. Real and then, got it. yeah, and then I would put, like, a wah pedal or um, a, you could do a phaser for that, like, put a bit of phaser on it, and you could, you could probably get something that's pretty close to that. Cool. I'll, I'll mess yeah, with that. Yeah, and then... Yeah, and then like, then what I'm also noticing is it's crazy side chain to the drums, so that's you get that kind of like, in and out effect as well, and that'll help with the, with the wah pedal. That's what I'm hearing just from my first listen, though. But right, right. I mean, I've heard this song, but I never really like paid attention to that guitar tone. But you didn't pay it any mind. Yeah. What's that? That was just a shitty pun. I said you didn't pay it any mind. Ah. <sighs> Yes, Sorry. Sorry, I had the song play when you made the joke, and it like went right over my head. You know, yeah. Um, 
you know, I'm like yeah, one um, shitty pun away from just a depressive alcoholic Elwood Micker at all times. <laughs> yeah, Maddion's really cool too. Um, when he first came out with that Raise Your Weapon remix that he did for Dead Mouse, I was obsessed with trying to like get that that sound as well, but I could never I don't I still don't think my brain works that way. I can't figure it out. I know I know he samples a lot of like disco and he'll put like little slap bass in there, but the arrangement is what gets me. Like I my brain just cannot wrap around like how he assembles it all together. He's got a um, he's got a really cool like brain for that. Like what do you mean by that? I guess just for less experienced uh, audience. Sorry? I, I said I just was hoping you would maybe um, go a bit more deep into that. What do you mean by that? Oh, um, yeah, yeah, just the the arrangement of how how Maddion, even the the drop of Raise Your Weapon, it's it's got so many like little little details in it, um, along with all the chord changes and stuff. And like I know it's just on like the 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 beat like the four to the floor beat but i just like for right. some reason like my brain just can't wrap around how to properly arrange it without it sounding like a mess if that makes sense yeah no for sure i mean that's a lot of like stuff in that sort of wheelhouse like the difference mm-hmm. between that and like something like very forgettable is just the sheer intricacy of like what they're doing yeah yeah it's like really intricate but i think that's that's back when Complextro was a thing, and right. uh, to be honest, I'm really happy that genre is just like out the door. <laughs> Why is that? It, it was just a lot for me. I, I found it was just people trying to make the the craziest thing possible without without any like real thought behind it. Right. Like the best example would be the Maddion example, but that's that's one that I actually enjoyed. But even when Zed did it, I was like, "All right, I get it," but this is you can't dance to this, right? You know? That is like my singular biggest problem with like this sort of very navel gazy, navel gazy um, IDM right now. Yeah, I mean, there's a place for it. There's a hundred percent place for like IDM and that type of stuff. Which like even like Aphex Twin, right? Like, ah, uh, when I listen to them, I'm like brain explode there's this track by um machine drum um that really that takes a lot of inspiration from apex twin as well and like i i I just love that type of stuff but it's just i don't know if i could like put it in a live set right (laughs) because right i mean maybe for for the online stuff you could get away with it because it's because people are listening to them at home yeah it's definitely like a different context i think Mm-hmm. It's been really cool to experiment with that because I do a lot of live singing as well, and I'm really excited for the one coming up. I've got a cool live set. I'm actually going to be doing uh, to plug it. Actually, check out yeah. Twitch.tv/DeadRoyaltyProductions. They're going to be streaming my set, but I'll be doing a lot of singing um, in addition to all of our originals. I'm going to try doing a few like EDM covers. So instead of like like playing out a specific song and just have like the original vocal i'm gonna do a remix of the song and then sing the vocal i think that'd be just something a little bit different a little bit unexpected so yeah yeah rather than these sort of like super like pre-recorded um Mm -hmm. 
like polished things like um i think like secret sky yeah yeah where everything well, there I, was like a there was kind of like a stale like it's awesome that like they're doing it and it's like so freely available and stuff but like there mm-hmm. definitely is like a staleness to it when with like the way a lot of that stuff does look like someone's just pressing play yeah yeah well yeah that's that's a big thing too um that i've like paid attention to for the video was to have like multiple camera angles and like actual visuals behind me and some kind of interaction or like some kind of like talking to the camera because it's it's like it's it is really dry when you just see like one shot of a dj and it's just them djing nothing behind them they're literally in their bedroom and like like come on guys put some effort into it but who knows Right, or even just like when there's like no interaction, it's just sort of like them just sort of like vibing over like a visual, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. The worst <laughs> ones I've seen, I think, are are the ones where it's like a completely pre-recorded set, and the DJ will just send the visuals along with a recording of the set, and you mm-hmm. don't even see them performing. I feel like that's those are my like least favorite ones. I'm like, oof. Oh yeah, the whole uh, world of like visuals has been like something I've been kind of diving into a bit more lately. Because um, mm-hmm. a little a background on me, I'm an architect by trade. Oh, true. Cool, cool. So I have like a massive like experience with like 3D modeling and stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh, sick! So, yeah, yeah. So like transitioning into making visuals would be something that if I did, like the visuals would quickly outshine the actual like music I was putting on top of them. Yeah, yeah. But like, I mean good visuals can like really like set the mood or like really like take take a performance to the next level even my live streams i'm just using this program called plane nine which like just auto makes visuals right but to me i like i eventually want to get custom visuals myself i mean the closest i can kind of get is i'll go into adobe premiere like once i've recorded the set and like maybe do some like text stuff in the background or do like some strobe lights but i can't 3d model anything (laughs) do any of that i have no idea how to how to do that so to to get to get something like that would be like would be awesome so yeah you should you should really like try to get into that yeah i really need to push it once i get like the patience to actually like finish something Yes. Yeah, yeah. Just like when there's like when there's like a sort of like uh, no base for it, it's just like it feels sort of weird to like produce things because you're just always gonna be like, I'm not good enough to like put stuff out yet. I guess. Yeah. Fair. In a serious way. I the first step at like getting good at something is like not being good at it. So. Right. So it's just practice. Just. But you know, I think. It was kind of like to your point of like sort of how like when you're first working on a project you're sort of meandering with it trying to figure out what you're doing and it's like what is the actual point where you decide i'm gonna go in this direction and that's fair that sort of becomes like a thing that you kind of have to stick to for whatever reason mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah you got to figure out if you even like doing it you know <laughs> right or you know you get you know a hundred thousand views on youtube and then doing it and then you know you're tired of it you move it into progression yeah. Yeah, true, true. I mean, I'm really enjoying doing the YouTube stuff, though. So I'm like, it's it, it gets, like, a little bit exhausting, especially if I'm trying to do, like, more than one video a week. But 
because it's just the editing process is actually like it's sometimes just so mind-numbing because like it's just a really tedious thing right um, if you've done any editing in any capacity yeah no my uh, my best friend's like an actor in la and um, he was mm-hmm. doing like a very very produced podcast for a little mm-hmm. bit and he just he couldn't keep up with it because it was just like 40 hours a week just editing this podcast yeah man like editing is just because you like the bottom line is you have to just take out all of the garbage and and like if you if you were to like see like some of the process of like if you see some of the uncut stuff of my videos it's like whoa dude <laughs> like geez good thing you cut all of that stuff out <laughs> right but i mean i think i intentionally designed this like podcast with this sort of format so it doesn't require as much editing because it's sort of open it's more like unless one of us like says something that we specifically want cut out it's probably just gonna go up raw and i'll put like a bu- buffer at the beginning oh yeah and yeah yeah that's fair yeah I mean, yeah, yeah. Maybe, <laughs> I'm still trying to like second guess myself now when I'm, when I'm talking too. So this oh. is me unfiltered. Oh. But even me, I just get like brain farts and I just kind of zone out. I'm like, what am I? What was I saying? You know? Right. Yeah, I think I had recorded the first one I had done in a while, and at one point I sort of ran out of space. I just kind of started like getting a little bit maybe too like slightly incriminating. In just that it wasn't like saying things that you should be recorded saying. Yeah, um, even yeah. if they're even if they're jokes, like they they were they meant as jokes, but yeah, um, when you abstract context, almost nothing is a joke. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I mean, but like, huh. ha, <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, I don't know what else you want me to talk about either. Um, do you have any other topics of discussion no i just i mean like i said i kind of want to just do like an open format like you know see what you got going on which Mm -hmm. i think we've kind of talked about pretty well um we already went went over influences that's a big one we went a little bit into food we can go we can go more into food we can go more into politics Mm, I'll stay away from those. <laughs> stay away. Stay oh away yeah, from let's those. let's get let's get right into it. Kanye twenty twenty. Let's go. Kanye twenty twenty. Let's go. What do you What do you think? What do you think about? Oh, uh, uh, my honest, my honest um, opinion is like, it's it's kind of sketchy. You know what I mean? Like, because yeah. because the way I. As as an outsider, because I'm I'm Canadian, right? I'm just kind of looking right. at it from the outside. Born and um, raised in Canada. Uh, yeah, like grew up here. I wasn't born in Canada, but like I was. I'm a. Uh, I grew up here, but cool, cool. um, the way I look at it is um, it's like, it's almost like it's splitting. Trump is splitting votes so that he guarantees a win, 100%. right? Be- because you have Joe Biden, which the left are already like kind of like iffy about and then you have a candidate like kanye who's like to get like super political like a person of color and an artist um who's got who's got extreme recognition and that has the potential to split like the vote from biden and kanye and then trump's supporters who are like who are 1000 percent trump are all still gonna vote him and if the left's vote is split 
then that guarantees Trump another victory. That's the way I'm seeing it. And I'm like, holy freaking... Like, and you know Kanye is in, is in cahoots with Trump as well. So it's like, whoa. But I, yeah. I, I'm, the only news I'm seeing about it is Twitter, right? And right. it's it's like, can like, are you even allowed to run for president at, like this late into the into the candidacy you know but like that's no idea that's as much politics i really want to like get into just as an outside looking in um right right my my heart goes out to your country i hope (laughs) everything goes fine i mean we've got our own shit up here as well but i don't know man (laughs) yeah no it's it's um it's very wacky um as like Mm. someone who is like been like a bernie supporter the past like two times two rounds and yeah yeah very fed up with like the way the left uh or the democratic party i should say not the left has been Mm -hmm. sort of pushing pushing him under the rug to just get some to like try to uh, fight a extremist with like a moderate in a way that just like seems very silly from like my outsider perspective i guess so he doesn't have political data yeah 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 um but yeah, I don't know. Honestly, at this point, I'm so fed up with his just like literally trying to incite a race war that I'm just like, I kind of don't care. Fuck it, whatever. Biden can let Biden just let him like do something slightly stable for a little bit, and then yeah, we can yeah. reassess the problems of the Democratic Party afterwards. Yeah, yeah. It sucks that it's like a two party system as well. It's just same same thing up here in Canada, but it's it is what it is, and that's why I just I'll just keep i'll stay in my little cave and and work on something yeah yeah that makes me happy it's just it it is just really disheartening to see a lot of the stuff that's happening in the world and i mean like it's it's almost like i feel powerless right but absolutely i just become a reply guy on twitter just out of anger yeah 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 exactly like there's not really much you can do other than just like hey like show your support through social media i've donated to a lot of the black lives matter movement and stuff um because i yeah obviously i believe in as a person of color myself right like (laughs) and like growing up actually in um a very very white town because i'm not i didn't actually grow up in toronto i just recently moved to toronto so i i I understand like exactly like what it's like growing up as a person of color in like a non-colored place so it's a yeah it's yeah i've only been been to toronto in canada um i was spent a lot of time like little tibet oh yeah yeah. i actually live around there oh yeah that's like a couple of blocks down from me it's a Mm -hmm. i love toronto man like uh, (laughs) it's great here should come back oh. once uh, once the not? borders open up of course right like once um <laughs> we're a little less problem we're a little less problematic for sure. <laughs> yeah yeah um, i mean i feel like new york has been handling it pretty well yeah the state has been doing a very good job like but you're not you're from rochester right and that's Correct. i don't know where that is in relation to the um, city well, in relation, we're closer. To, I'm closer to you than New York City. Ah, uh, okay, okay. So I'm like a three-hour drive from Toronto, and like a five-hour drive from New York City. Oh, okay, okay. So, but Rochester is its own city as well, right? 
Yeah, yeah. It's about it's like, a million people. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. And, like, compared to Buffalo, because that was most recently in Buffalo, actually, last time I was okay. in the States. Yeah, it was in Buffalo yesterday, I think. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, Buffalo is roughly the same size. It's maybe an hour, an hour and a half away from Buffalo. Um, oh, okay. East, I guess. Yeah, yeah, because I keep forgetting that, like, in the states you have like a, a lot of like cities because here in toronto toronto is like really the only like big city around like everywhere else is just suburbs um what about um, suburbs what's it called? Or small Missis- towns. mississauga i always pronounce mississauga it yeah yeah that's yeah. that's one of our suburbs so it's i wouldn't consider it a city people consider it a city but i'm like bro that's a fucking suburb like it's a like, bizarre suburb with a lot of like very high-end luxury housing yeah yeah it's (laughs) yeah that's that's what the the suburbs are like here though like you got oakville which is like full of like crazy crazy expensive houses burlington it's all just like lots of money in there but it's just the like the people who have families who have money but they don't want to live downtown so they like they move there like to the to those like quote-unquote cities but i feel like rochester has its own like Oh, I don't know. I have no idea about American cities, but I feel like American cities each kind of have their own like they're they're they wouldn't be I wouldn't consider Rochester a suburb, right? Right, right. Yeah, like it's still got like city vibes. Like if you go to Mississauga, you're like it's just like houses, houses, plaza, 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 and then like a little pocket of condos. Yeah. Well like, there's that's, like that's that like, there's like that twisting tower there that's like those twisting yeah. towers. It's like yeah, yeah. an architectural like destination yeah. for people. Yeah, yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about. It's just like that that random like one condo <laughs> in right. Mississauga because it's just like it's just down that main strip like that that's on like the main road of Mississauga. And I only know this because Paul used to live in Mississauga, and that's where that's where we actually start writing music um, in that little town. But like now we both live downtown Toronto, and it's incredible. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, crap, what were we just talking about before that, before I get off on the tangent? Uh, I don't know. Oh, um, very... oh, politics, right? <laughs> yeah. Are there any other, are there any other political situations um, in the EDM community right now involving um, bass producers that you'd like to talk or not talk about? <laughs> <laughs> uh, well... Some people are just are just pieces of shit. Um, I've I've never personally met any of the ones that are um, problematic, but the the producers that I have met have all been extremely friendly and extremely generous people. Anytime I'm with a lot of the like bass producers that I know, they're all with their like girlfriends. Like mm-hmm. a bunch of them are married and stuff. So like honestly a lot of my like backstage experiences have been just like dudes hanging out with their like literal wives and just like having normal conversation i've never seen anything like weird or creepy happen right so i'm like yeah, so, sorry that that was that was meant as like kind of a joke question yeah yeah oh no that's if you're gonna bring it up i'm like okay i'll i'll, I'll, I'll put my two cents i'm just like yeah people are right. pieces cool. of shit and um i try not to surround myself by those type of people yeah, did you listen to that like Instagram recording? The uh, bass nectar one. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, I was like, the thing was rock. Yeah, like I've I've never met Bass Nectar. I've ne- I was never really a fan of his music, so it, it's not really like a a big like loss for me. But I mean, right. I didn't know he was that old and he was being that creepy. Yeah, I didn't realize that he was like in, in his like early forties already. Yeah, I'm like, damn. All right. Book life, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know. I that's <laughs> uh, that that I nothing else to say on that other than just don't don't be a piece of shit. Um, yeah, that's a you know yeah. good note for all the uh, you know up and coming producers. If it yeah. feels even slightly problematic, maybe stay away from it. Yeah, yeah. I mean the the see the issue is is um this like this type of career path um, attracts those type of people, people who, like, seek attention or seek validation in an unhealthy way, you know? Right, absolutely. Like, as, soon as, as soon as you get that, like, little bit of, like, status or power, um, it's like, and, you, and it's, you're the wrong person, it's like, like, what's going to stop you from from doing that you know like it, it's it was prevalent as well in like the pop punk scene a couple of oh years my God. ago too like oh, it that. was bad in the pop punk scene but that's is because like <laughs> the type of music is like oh a girl broke my heart so all these guys are just fucking sad uh, right. sad and angry but then all of a sudden they get this status and power and all of it and like they they think they can just use it to their advantage and it's kind of fucked up and yeah, like, and like obviously, like, I, I don't know, maybe that's the reason why I haven't like gotten as big as I uh, as I could be because I'm real. I'm a really humble person. Like, I yeah, I know it comes across. I, like, I'm, you don't I'm seem very like, like, like you're doing this because you need some sort of validation. No, like I just I think is like particularly useful if you want to get that big. I think like having that sort of lost oh no it's like a very oh, useful like asset. absolutely absolutely man like i like not to like flex but i've i've been around like big artists and um i can see why they're so popular because they have this um like charisma not charisma not even charisma but just like don't give a fuck attitude that right right that like that's a huge part of making it in in this industry like huge huge part a lot of people don't realize that like you can have like all the production skills in the world but if you can't like if you can't hold a conversation with with anybody then like like good luck <laughs> like yeah you know no, what i mean I it's 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 a, I it's a mm-hmm. it's it's it sucks it really really sucks because even talking about um the the artists i've been working with um she she doesn't really want to be in this like quote unquote spotlight. She wants people to like approach her, and I'm like I'm just and I told her I'm like to be realistic. Like you're gonna have to put yourself out there even just a little bit if you want to to see any kind of growth. Right, but it's you like know? almost like if you can come from that perspective and then sort of understand that like having mm-hmm. you don't have to be like artificial yeah. dose of megalomania. Mm-hmm. Like you don't have to be like crazy, like oh look at me, like I'm the fucking star of the world. But like, right. as long as you're aware of it, you know, like as long, just be aware of it and like, kind of, kind of like slowly inject it into, into your music, especially if you believe in your music. 
Uh, yeah, no, that definitely seems like a much like healthier way to go about it. Mm-hmm. But just no, that's like that's 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 a part. <laughs> that's a that's a big aspect of the whole industry. Right. If you're um, looking, if you're looking to get into that side of it, right? Yeah. Like, even me, like I'm, I'm like considering like just not even looking at touring, like even just songwriting credits for. <laughs> for people you know like producer now at this point because uh i don't know i've I've done like the traveling thing i haven't toured but like i've gone like places for shows and i'm like i don't know if i could do this every day you know it's not it's not for them yeah how like what's your like live experience like honestly i did i haven't played a lot of live shows we we got we got lucky a couple years ago um we got flown out to denver to play a show because like one of our tracks kind of like got traction online but other than that haven't really like done much like in in regards to like playing live but part of it is because we we wanted to have like a, a really good live set and we weren't actively um pursuing that we were more focused right. on the songwriting aspect of it um, before we even like reached out to promoters and stuff. But um, yeah, I'm, I mean, I've played a, a bunch of small gigs here in Toronto, but to, to me, I'm just like, oh, this is just like practice, you know? Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's not that I've never played live before, but I, I'm not really actively pursuing it. Um, the closest thing now are the the live streams that uh that we're getting which is a lot right. of fun but it's a, it's a shit ton of work <laughs> oh i bet and it's like such uh, it seems like such a different like completely context that you're playing to and like a mm-hmm. different like expectation you have in the audience obviously if they're not in front of you oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and like t- like and since um there a lot of these uh virtual festivals or virtual shows are all actually pre-recorded i can't yeah. actually <laughs> interact with the audience so it's like i'm literally like recording the thing talking to nobody but right but hey you know if it works it works i i got like some really good responses from the last couple that i've done so i'm really stoked on this one i'm gonna do a lot of live singing i want to try and get a live setup so i can play a few of the songs like live because now that i have i've got like a keyboard i've got the instruments i'm gonna try and like run ableton as like an actual live thing it's something i've never ever done before so that'll be like fun to try and figure out yeah i think we need to get into that i switched from ableton to bitwig maybe like a few months ago just really like for economics oh and, and like the weird like similarities and differences between those two pro- uh, programs is like a very frustrating but kind of cool thing oh really i've never actually tried bit like i'm I, an ableton boy like through and through it looks like ableton uh, <clears throat> yeah it's i mean there obviously there are a ton of similarities um it's just it's made oh, yeah. to modulate <clears throat> things you know i mean it was made by former ableton mm-hmm. you know developers <clears throat> Right, you know, right. It's just like there's such like a robust um, modulation interface within it mm. that it like it's like super cool, honestly. Uh, when you say modulation, is that like um, in terms of like automation, where you're like um, setting something to like, or you're setting something to like turn another thing's knobs? Well, like um, it's more like so if you have like so say you have like Serum, right? 
Yeah. You have Serum View next to that. Within Bitwig Native, you can add like ADSRs. You can add LFOs. You know, you can add like micro pitch oh, things. Micro pitch things. So you can like add them so can, directly to that. Oh, that's cool. So, so and it's then you a can, little bit like uh, like Reason then, because I used to use Reason, and like that was a thing that Reason could do. You had like these little. Um, it was called a combinator, and mm-hmm. you would you could put like different units into it so you could have a synth and then like combine it with like a thing that would be an extra LFO or like an extra yeah a modulator I guess yeah right cool and then so you can use that. like the same modulator on like Serum and like you know the three other plugins you have right behind it so like you have the LFO you know modulating oh. the levels in Serum and modulating the distortion on you know your distortion plugin and modeling your modulating your compressor oh crazy i mean you can get I super in-depth with that kind of stuff i guess ableton kind of has the the racks you can do that with you do groups and then you can do a rack that right that's set to whatever knob you want oh don't do that sorry yeah but it's just it's an entirely different level of doing it compared to like the ableton live racks hmm interesting i'll have to look into that Sounds cool. It's also got like this really nice like built-in modular synth in it called the Grid. Uh huh. Which you know, if you want to waste a few hours, I'm sure you know about the pitfalls (laughs) of like getting into Euro rap culture. Yeah. About how you just you know you waste hours and it's like I got nothing done today, but I made (laughs) you know bleep loops and I kind of understand how synthesizers work more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, there's, there's a lot of fun in that. Oh, for sure. Huh. But it's just, it's such like a, it's such like, it's so antithetical to like productivity, I guess, you know, trying to get tracks done. Or if you have like, honestly, you know. um, a really cool, um, thing that I've started doing is doing sound design separately from my, from my songwriting. So, um, so sessions like that where you're just playing around in a synth, you literally yeah, yeah. just like hit the record button, um, and just leave it running the entire time and you just have all of these like cool little sounds that you you can you can pull from um i've especially if you're playing around with the new synth you can you can kind of like just even just the act of you turning knobs and you record that you're like oh cool you get these like this huge library of sounds that you can kind of pull from I do that a yeah. lot, especially especially with Serum, because I whenever I'm making a song, I, I never go in being like, okay, I want this exact sound right away. Um, I'll do a completely separate sound design session. I'll have just like a drum loop going, and then I'll I'll make the dubstep wobbles like, and just keep turning knobs. And I'm like, as soon as a, sa- a sound sounds cool, I stop it, I save that preset, and I bounce out an audio version of it. And then I put right. it in just like a big folder. So if next time I go to make a song, if I need a cool dubstep bass, I can just kind of go through that folder and and it's like I have my own virtual riot sample pack. <laughs> or like you know your own like Mr. P- Mr. Bill sample pack almost. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's all it's all stuff you've made. And yeah. and then when you save both the preset and the the audio file then you have a choice right you can either right. do it in midi or if you just want to if you just like the audio sound you can just do it and mess around with the audio track too like stretch it out what have you yeah 
Yeah, that's been a lot of like a fun thing as I've been sort of leaning toward that style of production where it's a lot of like record like five kind of similar bass sounds, like automate the hell mm-hmm. out of them, and then mm-hmm. just chop it up rhythmically. It kind of um, it, it, it frees yourself to um, in in not putting pressure on having the exact sound for whatever track you're working on, right? You can kind of yeah, just yeah. be open to to whatever happens, right? And then it's a lot more freeform it's a lot yeah it's, it's something i probably will end up doing a video on because it's it's actually one of the most useful things i've ever started doing yeah i got into like mr mill's videos maybe like four or five months ago and like his sort of thoughts mm-hmm. on that sort of thing and it's like completely changed like the level i'm producing at yeah yeah Be- yeah yeah because the, you're it's com- your brain is completely different when you're in the middle of writing and arranging a song versus just noodling around with with knobs and making trying to make something that sounds cool, you know? Right. Is um, yeah, yeah, yeah cause you can you can end up spending hours on just like like you said, you're like, "Oh, I'm messing around with this thing called the grid and boom, there goes <laughs> there goes 2 hours wasted." But is it really wasted, you know? Like you have a better understanding of the synth, you could potentially have a bunch of new sounds that you can put into your whatever songs that you're working on next you know yeah yeah think about it <laughs> <laughs> right right that, i mean i guess that kind of points to like a good question like what your songwriting process is like i mean you, you say like you come from like an emo background and i found mm-hmm. like coming from that background has been like weirdly limiting with for me because like i'm just like obsessed with like melodies really? and progressions with like melodies and chord progressions in a way that like is sort of right, right, unintuitive to like very synth, like very synth design, very sound designy synth sounds and true, whatnot. true, true. But um, that that's like the basis of all songs, though. It's a chord progression and a melody. Even if it's like a fucking dubstep song, it's still in a specific key, and you can have like one or two notes, but that's still a melody. So right. my personally, my songwriting process actually is I try to just write a song um, with just chords and a melody, like like piano chords and like a top line melody, and that that's literally the spark of an idea. And then you take those those elements, like you take the melody, then you start. Um, messing around with sounds that that play that melody like oh maybe I want it to be a pluck or I want it to be maybe more of a like longer string sounding note and I feel like that's actually really helped me out and that's where I when I say I get a lot of influence from emo rock music is because I'll I'll write a song as if it is <laughs> just like an emo song just fucking piano and vocals and then next thing you right. know it's this big giant Porter Robinson type uh, epic, and even epic. same thing with with heavier songs. Um, you got, you think of a cool rhythm that's that's just in your head. Like you're like, okay, it's just a rhythm. It, you can add drums behind it. You just strip a song down to like it's like bare elements, and then from there, as long if the bare element is already really cool, then you can then I go ahead and I expand that into like the sound design process. And that's why I have the separate sound design sessions because once you have that idea of the song, you want to keep that idea. You don't want to waste hours trying to like make a sound. I just have this library of sounds that I can just 
audition. I'm like, okay, this sounds cool. This sounds this doesn't sound cool, you know? And then from there, you just like flesh it out. You arrange it. You figure out what parts of the songs, what, what part goes where. Like, okay, then this needs an intro. This needs a build-up. This needs a drop. You arrange that. And then after that, you just do like all the little details. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like Phil would sound cool here. Or, oh, I want to add like... I want to add this cool ambient tone like underneath the whole thing like you start doing stuff like that so it's kind of like broad strokes and then you just get narrower and narrower and narrower you like until you get to like the minute details and then you start mixing and that's when I want to die right that that is the exact moment I lose interest (laughs) yeah (laughs) then it's like well now I have to figure out if like even the bass and the kick drums are can be heard you know that's and that's a whole other aspect of production too that i could like go on and on about like that's like i i like to think i'm a little bit stronger in the in the songwriting side of things but i've uh, i've definitely picked up some some mixing techniques as well along the way yeah i think mixing is like mixing is like such a difficult part of it because it's like um, especially if you're producing stuff that doesn't sound too similar to other things that like are on your mm-hmm. radar, mm-hmm. it's like I think it's very hard to like learn how to do that because like if you, especially if you're you know just starting out and your ears like aren't in the right spot, mm-hmm. you know like you don't yeah, know what you, to listen for. Yeah, yeah, yeah oh, oh, absolutely. And that's um, that's why also in, in regards to mixing, I try to separate that from the songwriting process as well i mean it's good to mix as you go but uh, like your mixing as you go is never going to be the final the final product or is right i i personally it's never really come close for me because even after a few days of not listening to a specific song i'm working on and then returning to it like specifically for the purpose of mixing it you pick out so many things that you're like, holy crap! Like I didn't even notice this, and then, and then you start, you start taking away even more stuff from the song too. That's like another important part of the mixing process. But like, I think um, going back to the process of um, songwriting or making a song, I really think it's important to to separate certain stages, especially if you're starting out as a producer. Just focus on on less things when you're when you're making something right that makes sense yeah no, that makes sense i've been especially like if i'm like really strapped for time i've been like focusing a lot on like having a very clear intent of what i'm doing when i'm going into a session mm-hmm. like you know like i've got three hours i'm going to just work on like you know like the chord progressions for the song like, that's all i'm going to do yeah yeah, hell yeah i find like i mean it's like you know kind of a meditative practice of just like setting the intention um mm-hmm just be incredibly helpful from a productivity standpoint mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah that's that, that's what i mean um just kind of focusing um on on specific elements like hey i want to get this melody right you know or um if if you're do if you're in the sound design stage now you're like okay i want i have this melody i want i want the perfect sound for it and i've i've spent time um, making sounds, so then you can just kind of plug and play them in and see what works. And then if you get something close, then you can like tweak that that sort of thing. And it's just it, it helps like focus um, exactly what you're doing. Right. I mean, especially because uh, like 
just how many different like jobs like legit professions that like we include in the production process as like you know like a bedroom producer yeah 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 like i mean even yeah you do everything man yeah you literally like, do there's five guys whose like jobs is to do the separate parts of this who like do that mm-hmm. you know like all yeah, day no. every day no with um with this girl's album like all i'm doing is just producing it like i'm like just just songwriting and like the the production aspect like figuring out sounds figuring out where everything goes and arrangement that's it then i bounce it out i print it all to stems and then somebody else mixes it for me which is oh, something wow. I've never ever done. Yeah, I'm, I'm like, whoa, this is crazy. Like, this is crazy to me. But like, it, it lifts a huge weight off my shoulder too because I can just, I can literally put whatever I want in and be like, whatever. Somebody's gonna look after it later. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know if that's yeah. the healthiest mentality about it. <laughs> Someone's gonna clean this up. But yeah, no, I, actually, yeah. actually, yeah, I'm like. Uh, obviously, I, I since I do have an idea of what's needed to be mixed, I'm, I'm careful of like not stacking like five bases on top of one another, um, including a kick. You know, like I don't, I right. don't do stuff like that. But um, just the the fact that I don't have to worry about spending hours fine tuning, like this EQ or making sure that like nothing is like distorted or gain staging everything to the exact level just so it can somehow sound a little cleaner right like at least i don't have to worry about that i just worry about the actual assembly and the 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 part that i enjoy which is the the creation of it like the songwriting aspect and to be honest like it's really cool to have somebody else mix as well because then you kind of bounce ideas off them because they hear stuff that you don't even notice and you're like oh damn like I didn't think about it that way and it's like it's a cool back and forth you can have and yeah i mean like but when you're starting out like try to <laughs> try to do everything yourself as well because you want to you want to have like a good um uh overarching concept or a picture of what's right. needed to be done right like even if like that's like not a part of production you want to focus on you still mm-hmm. kind of need to be able to speak to it in mm-hmm. some way mm-hmm. and to be fair actually with Namin, paul loves the engineering stuff way more than he likes the songwriting stuff and i think that's why we make such a good team like we're both pretty competent in each aspect but since we have our preference if i'm like if i need to hand off the song for a second to just get fresh ears on it at least mm-hmm. he'll like go into it from an engineering standpoint and be like okay like you've got some really cool stuff going on here but it's just too busy it's going to be impossible to mix i'm just going to get rid of it and i'm like dude i fuck i didn't even think of that like that makes total sense and then it comes from the other direction where he's like oh i did all i i uh i have all these cool parts to a song but i don't know how to like like put them all together and i'll jump in and be like oh here we'll just we'll just do this we'll add um this synth line here and then and then just that'll bring it all together we'll do a fucking tempo change here he's like dude that's fucking sick and like it's yeah yeah it's cool yeah no i I love how like passionate you are like when you like speak about it it's awesome (laughs) thanks man yeah yeah i mean that's like kind of the whole thing right Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I, 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 like, I love I love doing this. I, I if if anybody's listening, check out the YouTube channel, support the Patreon, so I can keep doing this. <laughs> <laughs>
and, and like and hopefully y'all can learn something from from what I'm teaching as well. And I hope this gives a lot of insight to even just songwriting process or just what like how my brain works even. Right. I, I think to be honest, I'm like pretty all over the place, but we'll see. Yeah, I mean, you know how I'm like so like very like narrow, very focused, very focused. Yeah. So it's good to have that contrast and not to have two people just spouting off in different directions. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I hope th- I hope this is good content for you, man. This is a f- this is actually like the first time I've ever been on a podcast, so I'm I'm like I'm still like a little. What do I talk about? Do I just talk? You know, right. but that's besides the point. Well, no, but I mean, I think that that's also a lot of like why I'm like came up with the idea to do to do this sort of podcast is because like there are people who like don't have you know who've never done this and are going to have to do it and like make it be like reasonably you know fluent doing it yeah 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 yeah. well i appreciate i appreciate uh you reaching out to me and i'm really happy to to be on here yeah no i mean um there's been a lot of that i've been doing with like the server like i've been doing with these collab competitions i don't know if you've like seen any of that stuff no i don't think so yeah uh yeah tell me more about like yeah yeah tell me more about like the server so this is your server then no um i've just been kind of the one who's been sort of just like pushing like i've been just pushing my ideas on it to be kind of as self-defacing as i feel like i should be yeah yeah wait Um, is this is this one because i i think i found this server through the through the subreddit edm yeah you probably did um so this guy engineer started the server and he's been kind of um MIA because he's been going through some issues in his personal life. Um, true, and, true. And so me and uh, Yunk have been, and I think he's coming on the podcast maybe next a few weeks. Um, cool. To figure out my release schedule for these. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But him and I have been kind of running things for a little bit, um, and so a lot of it has been like trying to like enable people and like get them to like think about things in like different ways. Um, yeah. So yeah. Like I said we've been doing this collaborative competitions where I'm randomly putting people in groups with each other, you know, even oh, like interesting. Across, across DAWs and like, you're given like a theme and you have like, each person has like one day oh, shit. to sort of work on a track. Oh shit. How yeah. am I not been invited? <laughs> you're, Yo, that'd be, that'd be a lot of fun to try out. The sign up yeah, yeah. this week's still up. Um, oh, is it weekly challenge? Yeah, it's weekly. So, oh, true. Um, you have three people in that each person gets one day so that, you know, you can spread the days out based on people's availability so it isn't super time constricting. Cool. Um, and, yeah, the response has been just incredibly, like, mixed, though, if I'm being honest. Like, there's been a okay. lot of, like, positive, a lot of, like, people, like, who are just, like, now collaborating with each other and, like, yeah. making tracks outside of it. Yeah, um, yeah. And then a lot of like, this guy fucked up my track. Like I had such a great idea. <laughs> That's kind of the fun of it though, because you never know. <laughs> right. See me, I'd be like open to that type of shit and be like, if, I, if somebody like does something wacky to it, I'm like, oh, okay, all right. <laughs> well, but, I mean, it's like if there's wacky good and there's wacky bad, I guess. That's true. That's true. Yeah, yeah. Like, I guess uh, if you have a bunch of different uh, skill levels as well, it's a little bit like it could be a little chaotic but right there's uh there's a lot of that 
<laughs> there's a lot of that. There's a lot of. I feel like that'd be really entertaining, though. Oh, it when it's not frustrating, it is. Like once you get over, yeah. like, hey, I had this really good idea, and it's like being completely like butchered to like Dude, not honestly, resemble that what I did. Be- that would be a sick video for like I got paired randomly with the, with the producer. This is how it turned out. Like yeah, you should absolutely do that. I think I think that maybe that may be a thing I do. I'll 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 do it from this uh, Discord server though too, so we can have a little shout out and maybe lead some people to this as well. Yeah, I mean both both ways ideally, right? Yeah, yeah. There's like a thousand people on the server. Yeah, damn. Yeah, I think we're doing a remix competition this week, too, that's going to get even wackier, because I'm going to get the stems from the collab competition, and then have oh, that get true. remixed. <laughs> Great. <laughs> and just... <laughs> Love like, it. See where that goes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, cool. It's just It's been like cool that it's just like a lot of people's like first time, like, working with like having to use stems figuring out how to like manipulate those mm-hmm. um and whatnot and that's been like that's been fun yeah 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 well i i uh hope you guys don't mind me like posting my my stuff here in the in the discord um i'm happy it's helping people i'm assuming <laughs> yeah no, i mean there's there seems to be like a lot of discussion around it every time comes up and i think yeah. the thing we were sort of talking about at the beginning is the difference between the way you do things and the way a lot of people do things which i kind of can't stand with the way they do yeah, it because yeah. it's just they'll sort of leave something um out and then it's like that's it but like you yeah, seem, like, yeah at least like comment it from like you're trying to help people and you also engage people yeah you know? well yeah if, if i'm gonna talk about something i'm gonna talk about it like i'm gonna tell you that i'm gonna like for example for my latest video if i say that i'm gonna talk about how porter robinson makes his melodies that's what the video is gonna be about it's not gonna be like okay here is sad machine but if you want the midi file and i'm not gonna tell you how he does it just uh hit my patreon and subscribe like i'm not gonna i'm not like i don't i don't believe in like holding back information if you don't if you don't um, state what you're gonna talk about you know what i mean like clickbait basically Right. Well, yeah, absolutely. Um, I try to I try to deliver all my promises anyway. Well, no, but you also like did something really cool on the server where like before you put out the video, you were asking people on the server how they like how they came up with melodies. Oh yeah, 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 yeah absolutely. Because I need like I as much as I pull from my own knowledge, I need to see how other people are approaching it as well and then that way too i can be even more helpful because if anybody has specific questions then i can i can freaking answer them in the video you know right yeah well that and so yeah. you know you you just have your own kind of perspective on things like i mean because mm-hmm. like there's definitely been a lot of like you know porter robinson videos like pyramided like that really great series on um yeah on them but like you're just you're coming at it from a very different perspective and i appreciate that like you're aware of that you know yeah 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 yeah. i mean i'm i don't i don't think i'm like super typical as a producer as well i'm, I'm a lot more focused on like on the actual like mindset and i've got a more like 
like top level view if that makes sense like i like to look at things from like a way way bigger perspective and i don't focus as much on the details as um as as one would think music like edm production is like obviously i do care about the details but i i feel like like my my honest opinion is um especially as a newer producer is to not focus on the little details and try to get a more overarching approach of everything before you get into those details because you can you can overthink stuff way 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 too easily especially if you're starting out and that's something i've like i've had to learn the hard way like yeah yeah i'm 100 percent in like the same mindset to like understand how to do one thing really well you kind of need how to need to understand mm-hmm. how to do a hundred things like kind of okay yeah 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 exactly because it comes um, down to like if you don't know what your options if you don't know what the options of something are you're going to kind mm-hmm. of even if you just like really well it's going to be the same way every single time because you mm-hmm. don't know the world around it i guess mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah but i think that's all i have to say <laughs> yeah but yeah no this this is really cool man yeah thanks for having me on this was like this is a really cool experience for me and i'm really happy to to help out sleepless from sunlight my mind is racing i'm hearing you told me you're better alone, alone. Stop. Speak here.
Thanks again, everyone, for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope you're enjoying all of the episodes in the future as they start to roll out and, you know, weekly or, you know, twice weekly uh, basis. If you want to be a guest on a future episode, hit me up at edmobscura at gmail.com. And, yeah, have a good one. Thanks.